Hello, folks. This is the Samurai Who Talks podcast with me, the Samurai Who, talking to you. So today's topic is going to be uh, about losing control. So each passing day, we, you know, each day that passes is a day where we most of the time don't get all we want done, no matter how disciplined we are. You know, life is balance and you know each and every time I create an episode with this podcast I don't know where it's going to go I got a little bit of a couple outlines sometimes I have one word and I'm learning as I go and it would take form organically and that's most of life sometimes you can force it but oftentimes it's difficult for something like that to happen and for me each passing day recently has been uh, very difficult I haven't been able to do much and I feel like I've been losing control of my life so but that doesn't mean it's hopeless it means that I need to take the steps small steps it's easier to talk about it than it is to do it of course but because for most of us there's we're in between two things called uh, the internal and external locus of control Um, I learned it in my marketing class it was like a a general ed thing uh, that you were required to take um, required to take a general ed class but uh, I chose marketing because why not understand a little bit and basically um, we get them mixed up but one of them is uh, internal I believe is the one where you control your fate you are the only element force that controls your life the opposite end of that is the external you go with the flow, nothing's in your control, destiny is destiny, you can't do anything about it. But for most people, we're in between those two extremes, and uh, life becomes a balance between these two forces. Because if you're, if you're going to say you have no control over your life, say your extreme external uh, locus, then you just give up control. But that means that you... It's basically managing blame. Because if things go wrong, you blame other people. You know, this is where, on the one hand, on a good side, it's like one of those surfer dudes, you know, just chill all the time because at the end of the day, things happen. And you just try to get through it uh, the easiest way possible. And then alternatively, you get narcissists, you know, or um, people who absorb all the successes, their actions, um, and then blame others when things go wrong. The internal one, you know, um, 
has shortfalls as well. You know, when you take upon yourself to t accept all the blame, it is difficult. It's the better of the two if you're going to go extreme, but uh, you will end up letting yourself down more times than you can think because uh, you aren't the only force. There is a, there is randomness in this world, in this life that you just can't control. You can't control everything. You can mitigate as much as possible, but what happens when suddenly a hurricane happens, a war erupts, someone hits you. You were at the wrong place at the wrong time. You can't calculate you can't do the calculus there calculating everything. It's just it's just not possible. And so we end up giving up a little bit of control in our lives for more flexibility. And an example of uh, losing control and, you know, understanding how small your life, your existence is. Not not to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, I was reading uh, Halo Cryptum by uh, Greg Bear. It's a uh, Halo from the Halo franchise, the, you know, shooter game. Um, the first time I read it, it was about four years ago, and then I got bored. But uh, this time around, I went with um, my high school teacher, uh, psychology teacher, uh, his rule uh, for reading books. It's uh, Mr. Miles's 80 pages. So if you read a book... And you get to page 80 and it's not your thing, drop it. Because sometimes great books take a while to set up. Uh, and I ended up finishing it this time around uh, because I've been reading a lot more this year. And uh, it was the only Halo book I have that I own that I haven't read all the way through um, but needless to say uh, this trick got me through it and uh, the book really talks about so for anyone who's uh, you know afraid of spoilers um, this is about forerunners if that name rings a bell but in essence um, the book helps highlight gives a prequel to the whole series the whole universe um, uh, because everything around Halo is you know, built by or originated from these guys called forerunners and they're basically the guys who came before but then there were people beings that came before them and this novel talks about that a little bit and their society and their life. But, um, you know, oftentimes you hear the saying, like, no matter what you do, 
uh, it doesn't matter. But make every day count. And the book highlights that no matter how advanced you are, even if you can shape life, build worlds, or destroy and control entire races, you're small in the grand scheme of things, of this universe. Even though this is a work of fiction, of course, of course it's a work of fiction. Um, it, you know, most of our stories in life, you know, from the Iliad and the Odyssey and whatnot, and are stories we tell ourselves to help understand the world around us. The gods and rituals we worship and practice are there to comfort us, teach us, and build within us some type of uh, some type of process that we integrate. But at the end of the day, one day you will lose control and lose it forever. Just like in the book, the characters and whatnot. You know, each and every day you can either be a hero, a villain, or a bystander. You can be an actor in your own play, in this play called Life. Or you can be a spectator and watch as others live theirs. And yet the outcome is the same for all intensive purposes. One day, no matter who you are, what you are doing, you'll all be forgotten. Even with great feats and heroism, you'll eventually die and be washed away by the sands of time. But that gives you, on one hand, you become a prisoner of life and death, this harsh and inevitable process. On the other, you're free to do the thing that matters to you. Because at the end of the day, you will die. But what you do with your life is what matters. And each and every day you are given a new opportunity. And I've been struggling to grasp this opportunity. This opportunity to be kind. This opportunity to do what I love. This opportunity to not suffer. But compared to many people in the world, I live a life of great luxury. I have running water. I have electricity. I have a home. I have electronic devices, computers, you know, access to the internet. When I walk outside, I don't have to worry about getting attacked necessarily. If I go to certain places, then yes. But for all intensive purposes, I am free to do what I wish. And yet I'm a prisoner of my own mind, of societal norms and values, 
of expectations that are unrealistic. And I let myself be a prisoner of both the flaws of the Bower of the Locuses. On the one hand, I force myself to do uh, set expectations, but yet I fail to meet them. That continually creates the cycle of uh, distrust within myself. Because if you don't have integrity, if you're unable to meet these expectations you set out, and you keep doing it, Many times you'll end up beating yourself up like I have. And then you'll feel like you're losing control. And even though you know that no matter what you do, you can always do better tomorrow. Uh, for most of us, at least. Um, or some of us. We develop this instead of virtuous cycle, this cycle, this detrimental cycle that compounds all these um, harsh effects and erodes our integrity. And I'm still trying to figure out how to get out of it because the voice in the back of your mind is just telling you all these negative things and you're just trying to escape it, trying to Make sense of life. Of where you went wrong. Of how you could have done it better. And once you figure it out. How you can actually implement it. Once you do that. Take the minute basic. Break it down to take those minute steps. To get through. To the next next thing. To get better. And in that time, you're wondering if you're going the wrong way. If this path you're going is wrong. If you need to turn back. If you need to take the other side of the fork. These things of regret. These things of doubt. These things of fear start to eat at you. You don't know, you know, what you're supposed to do. And throughout this, there is only one road. We don't realize it, but there is only one road. <clears throat> that road is the passage of time, and it keeps on ticking. Time is an illusion but it's a great marker for progress. Even when we say it's so and it fails us, some people take a year, some two, four, five, a decade, two, a lifetime to learn. But there are no wrong turns. I mean, 
general statements are generally wrong, but in all intensive purposes, there are those that are great pitfalls that have uh, those red, um, you know, blaring signs and sirens trying to tell you don't go this way. And sometimes people do, and uh, that is a wrong turn. Um, and I'm talking about those really um, risky business things. But know that each day you let yourself go is a day you lose more and more control. And at some point, you won't even recognize yourself. You look back and see where did I go wrong? But the problem is not where you went wrong necessarily or that you went wrong. It's where you can improve and get back. <clears throat> Just kind of rambling and whatnot, but this is how we learn. Losing control of my own thoughts right now, and that's okay. When we take these tiny steps, even if they're minute, even if it's the one line a day to get things going when we're trying to draw something. We should understand what is illusion and what is not. And that's the hardest thing of all, other than doing rather than talking. And then when you want to teach someone, you need to talk instead of necessarily do all the time. And at the end of the day, when you look at the greats, you wonder how'd they get there? For some, it is being at the right place at the right time with the right people, the right resources. But most of the time, you have to make those opportunities appear. You have to prepare for those opportunities to show and act on them. If you stand by waiting for your ship to come, you'll look back at one point or another and wonder why were you waiting for your real life to begin? Just do it. This is more of a pep talk for myself, but maybe somewhere along the lines someone will understand, something will click. Because while I was reading the book there were moments when I said, you know, maybe I should just set it down and forget it. 
but then there were moments when there was great revelation something clicked and purely by doing something even if I didn't necessarily enjoy it so much but I enjoyed the process That's what got me through it. You need to learn. You need to learn what you enjoy. Because if you're doing things, you're enjoying it. You're, you're a dopamine fiend. You know. It's going to be rough. I know. Because, you know, you're. You just want to be happy all the time. And when you're not. You just hit rock bottom every time you lose your mind. And for the most part, I find that I can't really talk to anyone about it. And with the way healthcare is over here, I don't, you know. Some days you just need to put up that fake smile and eventually it becomes pure laughter at some point in the day. And some days not, but then again you'll you'll build up those muscles, I guess, on your face. Because you know, fake it till you make it works. Because at the beginning, you know, you have the honeymoon phase or whatnot, and then dip, and you're like, oh, this is hard. This is really hard. You've gotten over the fact that you're, you know, you need to do it. And now you're doing it, and you're like, oh, holy crap, there's so much to learn, so much to do, so much that you get overwhelmed and. That's where most people quit, and I've quit many things in my life, unfortunately. Things just slow down to a crawl, and then you let things atrophy, and then they slip away. Then you go back, and you have to climb that hill again. And the more times you do it, the more you say, why, why am I even bothering? The reason why you're bothering is because, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't act like Sisyphus for at least this duration, you will lose that thing that you wanted. You know, it's not, you know, the end goal is not, oh, I want to be a master at this or whatever. It's because you find enjoyment out of it. Somewhere, and you need to keep that flame burning. Sitting down and forcing yourself for five minutes to do something you love, you know, may get you out of that slump, get out of you, get you out of that headspace where you're just trapped, where you feel like you're nothing but water. And a meat suit surrounded, <laughs> surrounding, 
a bone, uh, bone, you know, just skeleton. And you're just drifting through life. But instead, once you give yourself that tiny little bit of discipline, and you do that for a long time, you don't worry about that money because the money will come. And it's really hard, you know. And I'm not saying go out and starve. Sometimes you need to suck up that pride to do what you love. Cut yourself some slack and let yourself feel a little bit of relief so that you can actually focus on what you actually care about. Because you are one person. You're not a million. You don't have all the hours of the day to do X, Y, Z, or all the alphabet. Do what you can. Keep learning. Observe, adapt, improvise, repeat. Without the observing, we won't learn. Without adapting, we won't be able to to jump the gap between theory and practice. Without improvising, we won't practice. You know, practicing scales all day won't get you anywhere. But if you don't practice scales, you won't really get anywhere fast. You won't get anywhere in a reasonable amount of time. Not to say, maybe I should rephrase that. So if you practice scales all day, you won't do what you want to do. But if you don't practice scales, you won't get where you want to get. Because although it's about the journey, all about the journey, right? <clears throat> it's also about the destination. You need goalposts, markers, milestones along the way so that you can figure out where you're going. Because <clears throat> without them, you're just going into blind force all day and all night, working hard and getting confused. And if you want to go it that way, it's it's fine. There are no qualms about it. Everyone works in a different way. Now I'm still trying to find mine. And there are always going to be those days where you hear that voice in the back of your head and a motorcycle running right past. Uh, and you're well that guy's doing something he wants to do in the middle of the night Um, 
and yeah, yeah, go ahead and take a break, take a vacation, um, you know, go at your own pace. Your life's your life. If you're eight, eighteen, twenty-eight, forty-eight, eighty-eight. You know, <clears throat> I wish that we had a society where we weren't so dependent on doing jobs that are, in the end, kind of pointless. Rather than doing what we want to do. Because... <clears throat> If you do something long enough, you'll get good at it. In general, that's what that's what will happen. So you might as well do something you like. Right? Who cares if you don't end up being a millionaire? If you want to be a millionaire, be a millionaire. But if... There are a million ways to be a millionaire. <clears throat> and they take different amounts of time and different amounts of luck. But if you want to earn a million dollars doing what you love, that's different. It's a wholly different ball game. Because you end up doing what you like, realizing what you like. And providing and supporting yourself. There are way too many jobs out there that are just pointless. And not enough people having the opportunity to do what they love and supporting themselves doing it. There are all these guys kicking back in their chairs on their desk. Counting money, typing numbers, doing work, hard work that mean nothing at the end of the day. Nothing means nothing at the end of the day. There's nothing that matters. But why would you want to suffer doing something that actually doesn't matter to you? Right? Because if you do things that don't matter to you, you are losing control. You're losing parts of yourself as you do these things. And whatever burning passion you had is getting snuffed out. But if you find the time to do the things you love, the things that matter to you, being with the people that matter to you. Being where things matter to you. It's not losing control. It's not even about control anymore. It's about you being you. And I hope you're finding some time to do that for yourself. Anyways, 
This is Samurai Who Talks, and I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, wherever you are, whenever you are. Even if you're in a halo ring that's being discombobulated somewhere in the universe. I hope you find some time to be yourself. Talk to you later.